Listen, how good is it to have the boys back on the box? Hello, Brisbane. Minister for Sport says Brisbane crowds are consistently the league's biggest. North Korea launching an intermediate-range missile over Brisbane's new bike hire scheme. What am I going to see in Paris that I can't see in Nashville? Like, at what point is a Highgate Hill? At what point is it South Brisbane or South Bank? You will find the location of where the treasure of Brisbane is hidden, mate. When I arrived, they advised I needed some 4X. Hello and welcome back to Unpacking Brisbane. It's been a handsome little break that Henry and I have had, but we are back for what might be one in-person episode and then a slightly truncated schedule. But it's good to be back, Henry. The sun's shining. It's one of those ugly spring days where it's, you know, it's a bit too warm for jeans and a jumper, but it's a bit too cold for shorts and a T-shirt. And it's a shocker for me, Joe Dwyer, because of dry skin. It's something we talk about. Oh, do you face a lot of dry skin? Oh, mate, moisturiser is my friend. Really? And at all times. Mate, this kind of weather especially, with a little bit of wind in the air, no clouds in the sky, it's not humid. It's that crisp day, which is usually beautiful. But as you mentioned, mate, you put on a jumper, you're sweating in seconds. Absolutely. Reminds me of like- jumper, oh, my skin's all itchy. Reminds me of like a, I want to say like a Sydney in May type thing of just like that really crisp air, just particularly when we were in Sydney around then. Yeah. Seems very familiar. Sydney in May, which is also a play that Joe and I are working on. That we'll be uh, taking to La Boite. About uh, two women named Sydney and May Sydney who and May, are yeah. Yeah. who meet each other uh, at a train station. Always one of the great gimmicks where it's the phrase used in a yeah. in a title. I think Katie Wheatley and I used to have a joke that, of a sitcom that's called "Can't Live with Them," and it's like it's I can't live with them, and it's like yeah. an eighty sitcom, and it's a couple, but their surname is like with. It's like, it's John and Mary Wynn. <laughs> one, one of the most awkwardly slotted in versions of it. Absolutely um, right. But you mentioned it, mate. We have been a little bit all over the shop with our episode schedule. Haven't been and exactly punctual. If we were rocking up for an interview, you'd say, mm. hey, maybe you've got the skills, but do you know how to read a clock? Lo- not a lot of discipline. There's no. a few reasons for that, and we'll talk about the law review in a moment. But now, based on the numbers that we see on our end here, not all of you went and listened to the episode called A Bit of News from the Boys. No. Firstly... Pull your socks up on Pakistanis. We'd love you to go back and be a bit more disciplined with your listening before we are diligent with and our episodes. And it is funny voice. because as much as we believe that we have this great personal brand and people really like Henry and Joe and Unpacking Brisbane, I think 90% of you just want to listen to us talk about the suburbs. Yeah, we're So pretty- it's uniquely cruel that we spend so mm. much time, I'd say 60-70% of air time talking about anything but. Joe, let me say this to you as I take a sip of a cold yeah. Schweppes dry ginger ale, a classic mixer. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll listen, uh, I'll listen while I'm reading the label of my Schweppes dry ginger ale personally. Mm, it's bloody refreshing. Don't you love it in a glass bottle? Oh, it's particularly I just good. forget yeah, how yeah. good a glass bottle is. I love a glass bottle. Just a well. soft drink in a hard bottle. Mm. At midday Hey, mate, Tuesday. get yourself a soft drink in a hard <laughs> bottle. You'll be nice and cool for the next round. Hey, uh, guys, guys, listen up. We're not doing cans of drink at Sausage Sizzle anymore. We're doing soft drinks in hard bottles, okay? That was my favourite. No more thing. glassing each other. I, lo- I love it. It's always like, get yourself a can of drink. It's always my favourite. <laughs> my favourite phrase. My favourite yeah. phrase. It's only ever used at like barbecues. $3 for sausage and a can of drink. And you've got a can of drink because it's like drink is the verb. You never be like, guys, come around for a plate of eat. <laughs> Everyone get over here for a plate of eat. Plate of eat, guys. Can of drink. Uh, but folks, yeah, we... We talk oh, a little no bit of time. No one wanted to listen to a bit of news from the boys. Anyway, no, bad numbers. <laughs> Absolutely on. So no one. To, to summarise what we've spoken in there, yeah, I'm heading up north to Townsville yep. for a job presenting the morning show on ABC North Queensland. Very excited. And there was a question mark over whether the show would continue um, and there were, had to be some conversations had about that. I'm very excited and relieved to announce today that despite me moving up to the beautiful north, 
and Joe staying here in God's country of Brisbane. Unpacking Brisbane will continue. Yeah. Pop the champagne. Unpacking Brisbane. The show will go on. Huge apologies to Ed Cavalier, who I know had already yeah. uh, found a unit uh, uh, and was going to move back to Brizzy to co-host. With I know. Joe. Andy Lee was going to quit the 100 and uh, come back here and co-host. Probably feel free to do that anyway, Andy, based on the ratings. But, um, mate, it's, it's so funny if it's like Andy Lee's hosting the 100 as in the... English domestic cricket yeah, competition. Yeah, yeah. When I saw that, I, I watched like, that way sooner. Andy Lee playing in the hundred. I'd watch. Before be great. I watch the hundred. Like on I watched 10. a video ages ago of when Hamish and Andy played against each other in some Victorian mm. All Stars Aussie Rules match, and I'm like, geez, what I wouldn't give for the days where you could get four hours of content out of local celebrities playing either cricket or football against each other in a charity match. Oh, now so it's, much fun. Now it's like, geez, should I watch Ted Lasso or go through The Sopranos? Mm. Mm, this is pretty... Oh, Stan's got Dr. Death. That's apparently <laughs> one of the great shows ever made. Back then it was like, yep, just chuck Husey and Rob Sitch on a panel and see yep. what happens. Joey Johns is playing a game for <laughs> New South Wales in T20. Just watch that. That's that'll, fun. Not that'll, that serious. That'll absolutely do. So, yeah. So, guys, very exciting. We are going to keep the show going. It'll yes. be done over Zoom. Um, or an alternative platform. It will be done online. Yeah, so it's going to be online. We realise that's not going to have the same you know, beautiful chemistry. Yeah. We think uh, Joe and I will be uh, doing it from separate locations. We think it's going to be fine. We're going to make sure it yeah. sounds as good as it can. I um, mean, there are a number of radio shows that I think people wouldn't realise are often mm. the hosts are in separate locations. That's it. Now, I'm not saying we have a tenth of the technology that they can do to get away with that. But yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll try. This won't be a crackly down the end of the line recorded phone call. I will be, and Henry will be putting all of our technological capabilities and the zero dollars we've made from this podcast into ensuring it'll be a great product. Yeah. So it'll be good. Um, bear with us. So this episode, you're listening to it on Friday. So meaning I will be somewhere up uh, north, somewhere on the Eastern coast yeah. of Queensland. So I'll be um, having a lovely road trip with your father. Yeah. Dad's going to, dad's going to head up to town. Great so, fun. Um, I will, I will be driving up. And so if the, yeah, if the episodes again are a little bit uh, all over the shop with when we release them, I'll just need a, probably a week or so to actually settle yep. in Townsville. But, and, and as, as many people have mentioned, I'll be doing the podcast largely from memory. So uh, it'll be interesting to have a true outsider's take a little oh, bit very on true. certain yeah. aspects Henry, of what do you recall about so-and-so? And, um, well, it does add a different dimension, actually. A lot of people have asked, is the show going to be changed to Unpacking Townsville? No. No, why would it be? <laughs> is the answer it's to not, that? Not as if all of There'll a sudden... There'll be some comparisons to my yeah, new oh, home, definitely. But it's not as if all of a sudden all of our listeners from Brisbane will go, oh, yeah, I'm interested in Townsville. I mean, I hope you are. Like, feel free to tune into the ABC. On, yeah, on, please, please. On, the, uh, on your radio app. But yeah, so folks, that's going to be good. Uh, we'll be doing it uh, that way and we'll we'll see how we go. It's going to be fun. And the other reason we've had a little bit of a uh, disrupted schedule with episode releases is Joe Dwyer directed one of the great law reviews, Clarks and Recreation. I can say earnestly, and I've told him this off mic, but it's um it's an all-time classic. It was so, so funny. It was, you know, and I, and I say funny, it was like jokes came first. Always the always the priority of this show, and um, it, there were it, many many plot holes and there were logical, there was one particular plot hole that a lot of people that everyone wanted to point out. There was I'm just like no, but it was funny though. Easily one of the funniest sketches of the night was uh, a never have I ever sketch, mm. and um, what step through the plot. But when it's eventually on YouTube, uh, go and have a look at yeah, it and, and spot um, the plot. See hole. if you can spot it's fucking what, gaping. What Oliver Darwin thought was maybe the first thing he said to Joe after the, the show mm. was just like, "Hey, mate, I accidentally realised." Yeah, I've actually realised it's on my tomorrow, mate. Absolutely, everyone else did. Uh, we decided to go on. With 
with it. But as I said, it was still bloody funny. So um, a huge congratulations no, to thanks, Joe, man. And thanks to any un-Pakistanis that came and supported as well. Because I think there were a few, you said. Fair few, fair few. Um, but yeah, no, uh, it was great fun. Now we're back into the land of, of unpacking Brisbane as the big creative endeavour. So uh, There'll be mangroves around. There'll be mangroves around. Yeah, we've also had a lot of questions about uh, the mangroves. Probably like earnestly I've had a fair few people saying, hey, if you need a new bassist, um, all very, very nice, very kind, keeping all options open. But uh, Some of them can actually play the bass. I've, uh, well. also, I've heard, which is, you know, far, far too good for us. I'm, <laughs> I'm only looking for absolute larrikins who don't know how to play an yeah. instrument. I feel like we'd lose um, our charm if someone actually could play but No, Henry, Henry will be, obviously he is not like leaving Brisbane and never, ever coming back for a weekend. So Henry will be around the mangroves. We'll see what happens with at, that. Uh, you know, yeah. we'll see. Uh, but all I'll say is, you know, this is not the last time you hear, yeah, good thanks, sung by Henry Brett oh, at all. Good. So, uh, but yeah, really the, the emphasis of our housekeeping is the shows must go on, mm-hmm. except for the show that ended, which is review. Yeah. But uh, the, the big dance of everything else we got going on continues. As Loop Fiasco show told us, the show goes on. I don't know, but the I don't know when the show goes on all night till the break of the dawn, all right, and you can see. You remember that That song? sounds amazing. Yeah, thank you, brother. You should audition for The Voice Townsville. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Mutt. Good on, Mutt. How are you? Good on, buddy. <laughs> I will. JT here. Fantastic. Ah, oh, it's The Voice Townsville. Oh, the vo- he is The Voice of Townsville. He is literally the vo- I mean, he's the voice of North Queensland. Exactly. No. Hindy. <laughs> I love his voice. I love everyone's voice. It's going to be so fun up there. Um, So let's dive into what is our last for a little while at least, unpacking Brisbane in the Longstreet Studios here yeah. in person. We're, we're, we're doing something we've done a couple of times, but we're going to revisit West End. Yeah, this is West End again. Um, obviously, our first season, um, gutsy, got the ideas out there, really important, but but it's fair to say that the show's come a long way since then. So some of the suburbs we did in our first season, like Paddington, like West End, we think are worthy of revisiting um, because also... I'd say particularly what links both Paddington and West End is since we recorded them, you and I have both had immeasurable more experience in those suburbs, probably particularly you in West End. Yeah, that is that. That is exactly right because Paddington and West End, especially in that first season, we were probably working with the umbrella cliches of how yeah, those absolutely. suburbs are perceived in Brisbane. We would then go on to live in Paddington and spend a lot of time in West End. So, yeah. so we thought it was appropriate to... Revisit and see if our positions have evolved. And and you might have noticed we didn't ask for uh, any audience feedback or input, partly because we reckon we got all your great ideas on the first West End episode, and this is about what we think. Yeah, that's it. So So should we dive in, mate? Uh, Let's let's stall for about five seconds. While Joe gets his little (laughs) little buttons in order. Let's dive in. Well, it's a city on a river, and don't you ever forget it, kid. I tell you what, West End makes it really clear that it is a city on a river because I'll just say from the outset, I for those who didn't listen to the first West End episode, like two or three years ago now, I was scathing. It was probably my most hated suburb in Brisbane. Very controversial opinion. Um, at the outset, I'll say that opinion is totally changed. I really, really like West End. Massive, there are, massive 180. There are dimensions to it that I'm still not a fan of, but it's a little like Rick and Morty for me, okay. where I figured out I really like the product. I really like the thing. A lot of what I don't like are the fans and what people say around it. I still don't love the idea that West End is the single only good part of Brisbane. But that's not West End's fault. No, that's the discourse around West End. That's the people around West End. That's their fault. But yes, yeah, City on a River, just want to say from the outset, gee, how beautiful is it being, you know, 
on the river in West End. Yeah. Lovely. I, and I have more on that in a second, especially mm. when comparing it to a suburb like Paddington. But yeah, mm. mate, that that is the first thing. You've, you've dived straight into it about your evolved position on mm. this. Um, do you think that was influenced a little bit by a visit we took south before the border closed? It was. It, yeah. it really quite intensely so. Uh, when Henry and I went to Sydney in, was it like April? Fuck, long time, gee, long time Mate, ago. I was, I was thinking about this the other day. Like, that I was, is a long. I think about that as being like a month or two ago. Something I and I said this to George the other day. Something I just completely took for granted. I was like, we are so lucky to have seen Hamilton, like mm. to, to have snuck that in. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that we was saw it. Had a great weekend. Oh, COVID's over. Because when did they? Um, when did it all blow up for them? June. June. So we really did sneak in a Sydney trip there. Yeah, and that, and now that there's so many people who were in Sydney who have got stuck up here again. Yeah. It's um, it's it's ridiculous. It's um, but yeah, so I think it's safe to say that we're recording this a few days before we release it. So hey, if you're listening on Friday and um, <laughs> Sydney has zero cases, it's fully open up, and Gladys is prime minister. Yep, uh, we completely retract that be, it. That would be hilarious if she came out on Friday morning after you know one thousand, two thousand <laughs> cases every day, and just goes, "Look, something must have gone wrong here." <laughs> Because um, the number we're getting is zero. So it's a donut day in New South Wales. <laughs> it just plays it straight. She goes, good morning. Uh, yesterday we had 142,000 uh, vaccinations. That's an incredible result. Uh, we had 68,000 tests. We encourage um, people and we to had... keep coming forward and getting vaccinated. Is our way out of this. Overnight uh, to 8 p.m. last night, New South Wales recorded zero new cases of COVID-19. <laughs> and just plows through, through. it. Uh, it's really important we keep going out and getting tested. Uh, vaccination is our way out of this. And, like, and then she just Sorry, goes, and I'll, um, <laughs> and I'll take your questions. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Uh, Premier, just uh, clarifying. Did you say zero new COVID? Uh, yeah, zero new recorded cases of COVID nineteen infection yeah. overnight. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be a big zero. That'll be a big O. That'll be uh, that was bagel. We got bagel cases. Big donut. Um, uh, obviously, we saw in Victoria they had a donut day, and uh, then it got worse. So let's not be too excited. We can't be getting. We can't be getting having zero new cases. The thing is, we don't want to take our foot off the pedal. And I know the fact that we had fourteen hundred and eighty one new cases yesterday, and today we are sitting at zero. Uh, we don't want that to mean you don't go out and get vaccinated again. I repeat, it's zero. We have zero cases. No one is sick. We, then, we think it's fair to say that with 481 new cases yesterday that there probably will be some new ones in future. Uh, but for today, but today, it is zero. Go to the it beach. <laughs> Take your mask off. Um, but yes, so when we went to Sydney, uh, we stayed in a suburb uh, called Surrey Hills with our friend one uh, of, Oliver. One of the great suburbs. Just one of the great suburbs we in hated, we hated. I loved it. it we, I loved we, it. We, we hate to give Sydney much credit. And that's to say, most most places in Sydney, terrible. Traffic, far away. No oh, thanks. Horrid, horrid. But um. Oh, the, the echelons of inner city Sydney are obviously beautiful. Surrey Hills gets it damn yeah. right. Um, and one thing Surrey Hills got really damn right is just the sheer volume of pubs. I reckon you couldn't walk 250 metres in Surrey Hills without coming across a pub. And it's not as if Henry and I are such rank alcoholics that the idea of being able to have a drink on every street corner thrilled us. Because, I mean, like, if that was the case, just get a six-pack and drink in your own house. It's mm. it's the ability to have choices when you go, oh, it's a lovely afternoon, let's go grab a beer. Literally yesterday, Arvo, Henry and I were like, oh, you know, great afternoon, let's grab a beer somewhere. Oh, Hope and Anchor or Remy's. Like, really had two options. Because we, we didn't particularly want Pato or Caxton. Caxton. Yeah, didn't want a big, big pub. I'd also had lunch at the Caxton, so. Yeah, sorry, we um, weren't going to do that twice. But there was, there was a pub... Yeah, there's a pub option and then you do, yeah, you drop off a bit in terms of like- It's burgers. Yeah. And then it's Mexican. But the thing that opened my eyes, that three days in Surrey Hills and there were all these pubs. Mm. So I was like, geez, how good would it be if Brisbane had a suburb like this? And I realized 
look, probably its closest in terms of frequency of pubs. And not just pubs, but like food. Like you just walk through the streets yeah. and the range of straight up just drinking and eating options. Like I rarely, when we were in Surrey Hills, if I wanted lunch, I didn't like get on my phone. I just like walked out of the house, walked about 800 metres in one direction and was like, I'll see something I like. And I think the concentration, it, it's weird, isn't it? Because Paddington is the suburb in Brisbane that most readily gets compared to Surrey Hills. Yeah. But, and it is in terms of like, it's quite nice. Yeah. And I think that's correct. But once you get past the brunch scene in Paddington, your, your food options do drop off quite dramatically. That Paddington is, is a remarkably quiet place in the evening. And that just isn't the case in West End. No. West End, in oh that, in that end of Boundary Street area, where you're at the um, that intersection with the Indigenous Vulture flag Street, on yeah. the ground, and then, the, yeah, Vulture Street Boundary meets Boundary Road. Oh, my gosh. It is bustling at all times. You can get what I think the best barn me in Brisbane is. you got oh, that barn great me. cafes. You know what I saw the other day there? Walked past, didn't do it, but there was like, I, th- my, I think it was like a deli. Or a health food oh, store or something. But fantastic. what they were doing was caramel thick shakes. Oh, As in Cadbury caramel. Oh, thick. that's divine. Now, I, didn't, I didn't get one because I, I think I had a big brekkie and I, I'd been planning to squeeze it in. But oh, absolutely hopefully before one. I go up north, maybe yeah, I can wow. quickly squeeze in a caramel thick shake. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, but so realising that West End had this thing that I loved in Surrey Hills really made me reevaluate my West End position. And overall, I just think, by virtue of having spent a bit more time in West End, I love it. It's so hard not to love. Like there are mm. great pubs, there are great places to eat. It's a great place to beam around. It's let's talk about that. Yeah, you think so? Beam has done wonders for the suburbs Absolutely. like West End. I think because yeah. it's a it's quite a long suburb. Uh, West End, one of my big gripes, and it would have been in the previous episode, was always quite hard to get in and out of. Mm. Like, oh, you we'll know, come, we'll pu- come to that. I public still transport, not great. Driving, fucking terrible. Mm. Like, one of the worst uh, suburbs to have a vehicle. And, like, yeah, I wasn't going to get on my bike every time I wanted to go to West End, and particularly mm. not if you're going to drink. Now, that's where Beams come yeah. into the picture. So, let's. West we, End well, is designed. I don't think we've beam. addressed Beam yet on this because obviously. No, we haven't. Obviously, limes were, were yeah. all the rage. And they I love were, limes. They, I love limes. I love a lime. They the, are. the problem with limes for me, because I was a big fan of limes, there just literally weren't enough of them. Like, it was cool yeah. and fun to get a lime, but, gee, if you were with four other friends, you'd always be shit out of luck if it was like, let's all go from the wharves to wherever. Wasn't heaps of them, and is it fair to say they maybe fell a little too far into the, okay, these are a bit actually dangerous? Because I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Beam's got it right. So Beam- um, Limes, when they started, their max speed was something like 30 kilometres per hour, which is a bit scary. Yeah. Beam's zip. They're really good. Neurons, way too slow. Don't oh, way too slow. Big, bulky, unwieldy. Neurons like feel, feel like, like the child's a, option. It's a four-wheel drive, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Like these things you that, feel yeah. ridiculous. It's an armoured vehicle. And admittedly, I stacked it on a neuron, so I'm a bit oh, off yeah. them at the moment, but I mean, that happens on- Yeah, broke you, a few neurons- in your brain? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Are they brain neurons? Yeah, that's where, well, that's where they are. Oh, yeah, motor neurons. I think it's yeah. the only only place there's neurons. Uh, is it? Yeah, neurons are like the brain that's things brain that carry thing. messages. And then there's neutrons, which are the opposite of like a physics thing. Yeah, they're a physics thing. Yeah. And then there's, and there's protons and electrons, which are brothers. And there's nutrients, which yeah. are good for you. And then there's James Neutron, this ah, fabulous little scientist known by... This little His geek. friends call him Jimmy. Jimmy um, Neutron. But yeah, we haven't talked about beans, but they've done a massive thing for West End in my mind. They're bloody purple. They are. They're didn't purple. See that. I didn't see that coming. They're everywhere. They are sleek, zippy, but they still feel like part of the pedestrian life. They're you know like what, reasonably safe. You know what we're going to get soon as well? What? Jacaranda season. 
oh, with beans, with beans on the season. Oh, there's going to be a lot. Fuck of, me. There's going to be a lot of beautiful opportunities. A lot of purple. Yeah, a lot of purple. Oh, we're going to be taking some lovely photos. And then we'll just on a beam. ride that little big jackaranders. Ride that little beam into Lent, baby. Oh, it's going to be Lent. <laughs> And you could get. Uh, I'm not giving up beaming. I'm not for giving Lent. up. I'm not giving up beaming for Lent. I'll give up neurons for Lent. So I'll give up, absolutely. A lot of purple. I'll give up chocolate for Lent before I. I mean, it's not that hard. Nah, don't eat a lot of chocolate. Yeah, you it's always the great. It's always the great racket with Lent. Just giving up something that you're not a big fan of, anyway. Yeah, I'm going to give up uh, killing people <laughs> for Lent. Yeah, I'm giving up racism. Yeah, <laughs> I'm giving it up for Lent. <laughs> giving up homophobia. <laughs> I'm giving it up for Lent. Um, but yeah, I. Last thing I'll say about my position evolving, because then we'll, we'll go through some more specific elements of West End mm. in our, our re-evaluation in West End again. Um, I really love it. I love that. I think a big part of it does come from living in the inner city now, living in Paddington. I was able to beam from, you know, archive back to, you know, say Caitlin Holmes' house in Paddington in about 20 minutes. And you came off, didn't you? And I fell off, but, yeah. but oh gosh. Well, I fell off because I got off a beam and went on a neuron. Do you have a helmet on? Yeah, absolutely. See, of course, I have my helmet. Guess what I've seen twice in the what? last day: people riding. So I, if I find a band without a you're helmet, a, you're I'm, a dedicated helmet, right? Yeah, oh, big time. A for the safety. B, I imagine cops are yeah, fully on the lookout yeah. for people being like, "Hey, there's this new hot trend around." Also, Let's they can find and breathalyze you, mm. and it's drunk driving and without a helmet. Yeah. Like you, you can get hit pretty fucking badly. So I'm always looking for a helmet. Yeah, um, I've seen a few people riding beams around with no helmet on. But with a helmet still clipped in oh, that's to the poor. front of the beam, oh, so that's, they they oh, have decided that's so cool. they have decided no thank you to the helmet and oh. are riding a beam around with without a helmet. Aren't on. you fucking cool? What a ridiculous thing to do. Uh, it's like you know what I. This podcast was... is very pro helmet. Oh, we're, I think it's very pro safety podcast. We always have been. Um, like it's, what, it's when like... we fart, we always say safety. <laughs> we don't want anyone to get hurt. It's very pro seatbelt podcast. When Joe no, rips very one. On. <laughs> I don't want anyone hurt. I don't want people calling, safety, calling, safety. The Queen, <laughs> calling the Queensland Poisons Information Centre going, oh my fucking Lord. There's some sort of sketch oh in that gosh. of like, yeah. at a nuclear power plant, safety. someone keeps farting. <laughs> safety. And they're like, what? What's happened? Is there a breach? He's like, oh, no. <laughs> sorry, I just, oh, there's been a breach. Oh, <laughs> there's been a breach of, uh, yeah, open the pod bay doors. Yeah, someone might have had a beef musselman last night. <laughs> safety. Um, but yeah, sorry. What was I going to say? Something about beams and riding around and... Um, oh, I was. Oh, last thing I was just going to say is, um, I always found it so dicky. Even mm. worse than a helmet on the front of the beam. People with the helmet on, but it's not clipped. Oh yeah, I hate that. Sometimes I'm, literally sometimes I'm wearing a cap, and it's real hard to push the oh, yeah. beam helmet down over the. I head. mean, it's worth it, it. No one ever looks cool with a helmet. Like that's like, just accept that. That's okay. I don't know. Like like a BMX bike rider, I reckon looks pretty cool with a helmet. I mean, on a, I mean on a beam. On oh, on a beam. I don't know because they're purple too. I think it kind of makes you look okay, kind of okay. blend not in. A, not a bad point. Like a bit of a. All right, I'll revise because mm. this one I can't imagine. No one's ever looked cool putting on a helmet. That is true. It it, it is a dorky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adjust the straps. Adjust the buckles. I mean, you're essentially putting a bowl on your head, <laughs> which isn't which isn't like by definition isn't the coolest. And thing so to often do. you'd relate because you've got a big head too. Mm. So often the straps are way too tight. So you do it up once as digging into your chin, and you look like an absolute child. You have and, to take it off and try it. And I'm and I'm not in the <laughs> fittest stage of my life. There's been a lot of celebratory beers around moving to Townsville. <laughs> when I've got that chin trap, uh, that oh, chin strap done up, you got tight, about five chins. A lot of chin. Oh, oh, brother. We're almost hitting double digits on the chin front. <laughs> it's uh, it's full on. Um, yeah, mate. I uh, I, I wanted to say to you as well because your issue in the first West End we episode, at first West End yeah. episode we did, was a lot of it was around this perception that 
they were alternative and it was indie yeah. and it was outside the mainstream. And when you were in West End, even being there was edgy. You're walking around with a beanie yeah. on in the summer. You're skateboarding around. You've got rips <laughs> in your jeans. Like, and, and I agree with that assessment of it to a large extent. Like, even when we played at the West Room, the Mangroves gig yeah. there, there was still that element, especially with the people who ran the room of like, uh, like, because we sold it out with 300. Yeah. And the owner just goes, oh, sold out. We probably could have got an extra 50 in here. So did you? We were like, yeah, like try well, mate, that was price. the that was the COVID limit. Like, and then and then and then he actually sold some more tickets on the door. Just people paid thirty bucks cash to come up, which is yeah. money that we never saw. We never saw um, that money. So, <laughs> so we got actually scammed. Yeah, but so um, there's a bit, there's a bit of the, allegedly, allegedly. Um, but we, so yeah, we were like <laughs> allegedly, uh, allegedly. But we were, yeah, concerned about that. Like, oh yeah, there is still that energy of like, uh, you're not really part of this, and yeah, in, like, in the music scene, it's a bit too but I think for the most part. It's it's lost its trendiness a bit, hundred percent, and I think that's a benefit because the oh, be- that's why I love it now because archive any any claim that archive used to have to being an indie little pub no nah. done nah people like archive and the boundary goes, are two of the most popular we went there to watch the Wallabies spots. yeah like yeah dead set they are two of the most popular drinking holes in Brisbane we went there the other day and I was like oh is it, are you guys playing the um are you guys playing the Wallabies and the security guard was like looked over shoulder and was like no nah, we're not. And I could like straight up see it on a TV. <laughs> and, and, and Hamish was like, no, nah, look, it's there. And then we came back. We're like, yeah, they're playing it. He was like, oh, is, are they? Okay, I don't really watch sport. Like, oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, you don't but watch, then why would you confidently say you no? Watch, you don't watch? Yeah, well, that's it. You could say, just I, said, don't I don't know. I don't know. The TV was on. Like. You could have looked at that and like said, oh, that, yeah. See, I know, I I know don't enough know, but, about but, like but wall, grass and balls but that wall, maybe that is the rugby. Wall and AB are playing, yeah, judging yeah. by the text on the screen. You're playing the Wallabies? Oh, well, there is, uh, yeah, 15 men in yellow jerseys <laughs> running around on grass up there. Maybe maybe that is actually the game. <laughs> anyway, I was like, oh, yeah, cool. I, I couldn't agree more, Henry. It has lost, I think, in the best way possible, that hyper indie charm. Because I, I think it's- That's why pl- I like it now. People go for a night out there now. I agree. I, I don't know if that used to happen because it used to be very like stoners and oh, you'd go there for it, like a cool little BYO you went Asian to have dinner. like a night out in West End, that was like, oh, that's a bit weird. That's a bit different. Now I just say it's par for the course. Absolutely. Because one of, of the options. Because of archive. Yep. And largely because of the boundary. I think the boundary refurbishment's now, done a lot. I don't think the boundary had had its refurb when we last did this. So the boundary, classic pub. No, it would have. Would it have? Just- when would we? Because drinks were at the start of 2019 that we were there that one time. Ah, yeah, okay. So they've done that nice. But just, bit. but it's a beautiful beer garden up there. Um, it's lovely, and the front bar is fabulous. It's probably one of the best looking, like, real classic pub front bars in Brisbane. Because even mm. the regatta is great, but it's not a classic front bar. Like it's and I, and I yeah agree. And I think that like it. We might have said this on the pub episode, but the boundary upstairs beer garden area very easily could have fallen into the paddo refurb trap. I agree. It could have become a sanitised beer garden. Could have been a bit soulless. They've just escaped it. It's got enough umbrellas and big tables and beautiful breezy afternoons and whatnot. So, and a great beer selection as well. Lots on tap. What they've done well in a refurb is they've refurbished it with some identity. Yeah. And that's what the paddo missed. They, they, it's just soulless. It's not clear what it's trying to do. It's clear the boundary- Built backwards as we know. The boundary wants to be closer to like Howsmith Wharf style, sunny Sunday afternoon beer garden. Whereas the paddo just had no fucking clue what they were on. Yeah, 100%. I will never cease railing against them. Now, but mate, yeah. well, one other thing yeah. that we want to touch on. Now, this is timely because folks, what we have tomorrow being Saturday, yeah. Joe Dwyer- has a reunion with an old foe, an old nemesis. Yeah, there's, an old a re- nemesis. There, there's a rematch of sorts going on. Joe, give us the background to you and a little Greek taverna yeah. called yeah. Lefkus. Now, I'll say at the outset, 
I think Lefkis is probably rightfully recognised as one of the best Greek restaurants in Brisbane. Mm. It was always a favourite of my family and my cousins. So when I was about 11, we went there for someone's birthday dinner. I had... I've never liked Greek food all that much. Just the flavours are a bit mm. a bit tangy, a bit a bit odd for me. Couldn't surprise me. Hate, hate tzatziki. Yeah. Which I feel... Hate, I hate Greek yogurt, which do you is... Still, you know, do you still hate tzatziki? I fucking despise it. Okay. Oh, really gross. Yeah. Um, and I ordered, you know, something off the menu that was effectively an enormous pile of lamb drenched in tzatziki yeah. on pita bread. Yeah. So you ordered Greek food. So I ordered. <laughs> I ordered. So you ordered what a is fairly standard Greek meal. I ordered what could have been eighteen different dishes, yeah. <laughs> described in different ways. Um, I ate it. I felt a little sick afterwards, but I was like, oh, "It's probably just this tzatziki. I don't like it very much." Mm. I go home, wake up at about two a.m. and I vomit harder than I ever have in my life. I am sweaty and delirious and so crook. And it's fair to say that I had food poisoning. So do you think it was? Do you think now? Was, now, now, yeah. Sorry, yeah. You know what? I take that back entirely. I don't think it's fair to say that I had food poisoning. At the time, I was convinced I had food poisoning. Critics will argue, and they may be right. It's possible an eleven-year-old just shouldn't have eaten that much lamb, tzatziki, yeah. pita bread. I think so. I ate like my body weight in it. That's a lot of food. It's a food you weren't used to. No. Tzatziki is quite rich. rich for a young boy who. Predominantly, white their bread. diet consists of white bread. <laughs> white bread. Yep. So it, it rocked me. For you to go from Wonder White, plain yep. Wonder White with uh, Vegemite and butter, bit of Vegemite and butter, <laughs> to then go to a small mountain of lamb yep. and tzatziki, quite a literally rich, a mountain. Like you're right, it's, it's just flavor. like the massive pile of it. Mm. I don't think you were food poisoned. That's probably fair to give Lefkis their due. <laughs> I think you may have, in a way, poisoned yourself. I think I. I, I think it's a bit of eggshell skull. <laughs> <laughs> in a way, like I, I think, you're right, you're I don't right. think there's another any fault person, from them. Absolutely, another person could have eaten that and been fine. Mm. But I'll say the important thing. Yeah, you know what, Lefkis, no food poisoning. I'm sure the food is perfectly I, safe. Can I say I went there about two weeks ago with Caden Haim? It's amazing, right? absolutely delicious. Yeah, fantastic fan. I'll also say food. there's another element to it. All I've heard about it recently, they might have jazzed themselves up a bit. Do you reckon that could be a bit of pressure coming from you Grecas and Hellenicas of the world? That they've yeah. gone, they've gone Cause we still like, know we're the most authentic Greek, but there are people saying, oh, fancy option. Like, their marketing is nice. Yeah. Like, even oh, like I their logo. To, yeah. yeah. Like, 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 yeah, I literally went in two, like 10 years ago. Mm. Um, but yeah, so, so Henry, fast forward to this weekend. Yeah. My encounter with an old nemesis. Great friend is having his birthday lunch at Lefkis. Yeah. And I want to celebrate. Apologies to anyone listening who wasn't by. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> uh, he'll be fine. So true. He'll be fine. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if you are listening to this, it's tomorrow. Turn up. <laughs> and you didn't get invited. I know, but I know where it is. <laughs> feel, feel free to come along. <laughs> sure, Sam won't mind. Just doxing someone. At this point, you know about it. So um, <laughs> um, if you're really pissed off that you weren't invited, come yeah, tell him to his face. Um, <laughs> and then maybe he, maybe he may give me a pile of maybe, lamb maybe to, maybe, to test an old theory. Full speed meat. Um, so it's, yeah, I, I'm ripe. I'm ready for my encounter with Lefkis. I'll say this. I reckon I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to like it a lot. Mm. It's going to be good. Because you've been to Hellenica and Greca. And, oh, oh, yeah, I've been sorry. to Hellenica and Greca. I like them as much as I can like Greek food. I, see, I love Greek food. Yeah, and, so haven't, and haven't gone to Lefka's um, recently. It's bloody good. Yeah. Uh, I, I, nothing gets me going like a Euros. Yeah, see, I just... Savlaki. I don't love uh, lamb. Uh, yeah. The way they do it. 
Sam Kekovic is not going to be happy about that. No, mate. Um, All the eggplant shit, like Masaka's great. Actually, the way the Greeks do vegetables, I love. I just get stressed around their meats and sauces. Why are you stressed about lamb, Matt? Have the lamb Have the lamb Have the lamb Stop lamb. screaming Joseph <laughs> um, The, but yeah, I'm the very violence excited. of the lamb Just you vomiting <laughs> Yuck Have the lamb But I'm happy screaming. Apparently hen To banquet this weekend Which means oh. that The ordering is taken out of my hands That's great I'm very relieved That's good No no worries It's not on me Having said that I'm also getting my second dose of Pfizer The day before So I might just be like well, that's good. Chills so, and fever. I mean, so even so if I do have Lefka, chills, fever, I was and fatigue, say, Lefkis are in a great position where they can say, they can even if two yeah, instances yeah. lead to illness, they can go. Well, the first one he was eleven, and all he ate was white yeah. bread, so that was just Tzatziki adjustment syndrome. Um, <laughs> well recognised, uh, TAS. Um, and then the second time, yeah, it was, was, yeah, was, was Pfizer. Effects. It was all the five. It was all the five G. But yeah, uh, and that will be you know if if Lefkis sits well. With me, mm. that will cap West End's. Uh, oh, I think then it moves into mind. your upper echelons of favourite suburbs. It's, it's already, in terms of where would I like to spend my time on the weekend, it's already like top three or four suburbs. Amazing. Well, we'll see what happens with yeah. Joe and Lefkis. Now, now, Henry, we've spent a lot of time on your relationship. Yeah, yeah. Spent a lot of time on your relationship with West End. For me, so I have spent a lot more time there recently because Georgia, um, beloved girlfriend, and star. Ice skater has um <laughs> she lives there and so fringe Olympic <laughs> synchronized swimmer fringe hopeful for <laughs> the Commonwealth Games but she yeah so she lives in West End um they're in a house there on um not gonna say it <laughs> almost did a second doxing um but it's in a, a beautiful part of West End I, I I won't give too much away in saying that it's near the end of Montague Road so it's where West End goes from um. It's a real kind of urban, urban yeah. and bohemian and that very cool, like you feel like you're walking through, in many ways, like I know it's West End Village, those comparisons to the village in New York are very apt in that there's thrift shores and there's health shops and there's, it's yeah. all that kind, it's all, all that. But then you get towards uh, the end of Montague Road and it becomes leafy and green and parks. And um, so I, I've spent a lot more time in West End and had the same reaction when she was moving there. I said, oh, geez, you know, mm. West End is going to be... You're getting lean towards and, and, hipster. And particularly moving from Paddington. Moving from Paddington, from Paddington to West End. So um, I I really, really like it. The thing that it has over Paddington and even just this whole Milton Red Hill area, which I think is recognised as another one of the great places to live, is that it is flat. And that's a game changer so for a walk. For a stroll, if you want to go for a nice afternoon stroll in Paddington, you're getting some of the most beautiful sunsets you'll see, beautiful views of the houses. But, mate, the hills just kill you. You are pumped. You either have to stay on the main roads, in which case you're not getting the most beautiful bits, or mm. you're getting pumped. Now, I'll say this. It's actually, I think, pretty good for a run yeah. because, you know, you get fit, run up hills, run down, and blah, blah, blah. Oh, mate, go for, for a, a, a two-kilometre run around oh, Paddington. you're gassed. You're done. Um, but going past yeah, what will soon be Jeanette Young's house. Oh my god! You're like, yeah, going going that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was I ran past and I was like, "Geez, I wish the doctor already lived there because I'm about to pass the heck out." <laughs> and I ain't had no tzatziki. No, um, she just opens up like a small GP practice in government. Yeah, like, just yeah, to see my family doctor. <laughs> she's like, I still dabble. Young. She's like, oh, no, I still want to do a little medicine off to the <laughs> side, a little, a little tiny bit of medicine, a little hobby really. medicine. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I've spent a lot of time there. Yeah, gorgeous for a walk, walking around that park down the end from kind of like the West End Ferry Park. Yeah, I think I so. think that's what it's called. I think it is. Yeah. Well, if you walk from the West End Ferry yeah. all the way around the bend towards Check. like where um or Hallows has their rowing shed yeah. and, and a few other schools, I believe. But hi, 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 hi. it is just 
absolutely stunning. A, be- yeah, a beautiful, relaxing walk. Yeah, that's the one. So I love it. I think that's great. Now, to talk on the negatives, um, Montague Road, oh, don't get me as you alluded to earlier, is a disgrace. And there's it's, a reason we didn't mention it on Brisbane's Sexiest Roads. Yeah. Oh, mate. It, it, so, especially when the markets are on. Oh, I can't even begin to imagine. It is an absolute shocker. So, you'll be like going down it and they, they have been rebuilding it recently, in fairness to them. Um, but it's they, a bit like your Kingston Smith drives of like, mate, it'll be being rebuilt for 10 years. At literally add 15 minutes to your trip. And that's me oh. just trying to get to the end of... Um, and it's about... It's about max two or three k's long yeah it's, 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 yeah. it's, it's ridiculous yeah, that and actually it's, is it's like one person turning court throws the whole thing out construction that if the markets are on bro on a saturday it's it the montague road just straight i just said to georgia driving out of there the other day on saturday i was like this road just doesn't work on a saturday no it's just they need go. to figure something out and they have figured something out in that they're gonna make all these bridges problem being they are in fact green yeah now that's gonna work for west end because west end a lot of the issues caused on Montague Road are cyclists and pedestrians. Yeah. Pedestrians run West End. Oh, 100%. They, they are the ruling class. I don't know when the coup happened, but cars are not in charge. No, no. And cars are secondary. And they're large. They're not in charge. No. And I agree, like, West End still keeps, I think, it's the worst suburb to drive in. Mm. Um, up there is New Farm. But I would oh. much rather drive down Brunswick Street than I would Montague Road. I would have disagreed. I would have disagreed with you with you six months ago. Now I hundred yeah. percent agree. Brunswick Brunswick Street is only bad in the last two or three blocks, yeah. and you can get out early. Montague Road is bad for pretty much the entire time. The whole thing. Yeah. The whole thing. When you hit like the Billy Brown Theatre, yeah. and then anywhere onwards, it maybe clears up a teeny tiny bit when you get past like a couple streets before George's. It clears up. A yeah, little bit. yeah. But yeah. even even then, nah, it's a shock. Yeah, right? I couldn't agree more. Um, um, so oh, something I wanted to mention as well, yes. quickly, just talking about being down the end of Montague Road. A few friends of ours looked at a house there and I had nothing to do on this Saturday. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah I'll come, I'll, I'll, I'm going to come along to the inspection. So we go along. I'll put my best foot forward. Go along. There was a few other people there having inspection, but predominantly it was just our group of four friends who were moving in there, um, looking around. And I was in there just, oh, you know, that bedroom looks right. It's probably a bit small for them, they agree. But they're like, ah, you know, it's an option. Um, and then as we're walking out of the house... I see like the outdoor little entertaining area and it was sort of towards the road as opposed to towards the other neighbours' houses. And I was like, oh God. And also the best thing is like for kick-ons after a big night, <laughs> you can just sit in here, probably have like kick-ons in this party and it wouldn't disturb the neighbours that much because you're facing out on the road. Uh, still cut up from the daggers in the looks that I got from that. Uh, did not realise that the real estate agent was in fact standing there, as I've said this in my... Comfortably in earshot. Infamously not a quiet voice. And I've just ripped out this, oh yeah, when well, yeah, kick-ons on a big night, we'll come here and the neighbours will probably... Like, they'll be pissed, but they probably won't be that pissed because, you know, it's facing out to the road. So the cars that are going around, like Ubers and stuff, will probably... You could probably go till 4am out here and have a few... You know, even a Yui, you'd be going, get a bit of Rufus to soul on. You'd have a great time, real estate agent. And they didn't get that place. And... <laughs> They tried to calm me down. They're like, uh, Caitlin was like, oh, it's not, you know, it's not the biggest deal in the world, but yeah, oh, I, I, was. I may have sneaked a look at their house group chat, uh, that was coming up, going off on, uh, one of the phones on the drive home. And, um, there was some, there was some fury. I imagine the phrase fucking idiot got, got tossed around. Yep. Might've been, uh, <laughs> might've been words like never coming to an inspection again. <laughs> um, so, so, so apologies. But I mean, I, I couldn't. The like, house they got I mean, I don't is en- way better. I don't enjoy house inspections for my own house. Oh, bloody hell. Like, they're such, terrible. They're such a dance. I know. 
My voice goes up like 10 octaves. I'm like, well, as a couple of young professionals wanting to be located close to the city and associated amenities, this house really speaks to me. And can I just say this apropos of not much? I hate music. <laughs> I hate amplified music. Gosh, and it's 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 a quiet suburb, quiet, wonderful. Well, and you, really and you'd say us. this bedroom is a good size for someone with no friends who won't ever be entertaining. <laughs> That's lovely. I look forward to it. Um, but but I, the other thing, yeah. And I know I mentioned my numerous chins, and I haven't been going to this spot all no. that much lately. But uh, it's where bloody Fit Stop is. Some of you might have known. I. Uh, I got a little bit into fitness. Georgia and I would go to Fitstop West End, obviously a little bit closer to her house than mine. Um, And it's great. And people say it's a cult is the kind of label that often gets slapped onto Fitstop. It's not inaccurate. There's a lot of people who it seems to be the predominant factor of their existence, which is fine. Having spent a lot of time firstly around gyms and then around like F45 Mm. and now hearing about Fitstop, I find it so funny. Two things. One, um, it's a cult. No, ma- like people being like, mm, like that's particularly a cult. They're all a cult. Like I was going to say, do you because F forty five gets hit with it too? I think Fitstop has recently become the one that everyone says is more even cultier. But I think it's just because it's new. Fitstop has people like I don't know if you see this at F forty five. Like all they wear is like the Fitstop merch. Oh no, you have True. that A45. Okay, yeah, yeah, right. Oh, hey, um, hey, really popular. Stickers on the cars. Yeah. Um, I'd say I'd say just the reason- Hanging out socially? Yeah. Not yeah. at the gym. Okay. Yeah. I'd say just, but I, I saw that all when I worked at Good Life. Like I, yeah. I don't think, um, I think each new fitness thing convinces itself that it's very like, oh now this is yeah. the big different culty one. They're all culty because it's people who don't have a lot else going on in their lives. Like they, they respond to, you know, like running clubs yeah. back in the day probably used to have it. Um, there's, a huge, there's, a, there's a lot to be said for going to a fit stop class in the morning, then going again at night. That that for me is cool. Okay. I've never done. I did that a few times. Oh, you've done, you've done yeah. a double. Yeah. Fucking hell. It's pretty good. Double on strength day is pretty good. <sighs> Couldn't do it on cardio, mate. Okay. Couldn't yeah. do it. Um, but no, uh, the thing I was just going to yeah, say that you I You are paying a lot. You got to- Yeah, I'm, I was, it was, it's like minus one maximizes. Um, the thing I find so interesting about all of them, because now there's like body fit and there's, you know, fucking like, which has one called like fitness seven or they're like- all, blah, They're blah. all just, it's like- The thing that I find I'm, so I'm funny- sh- about, How do they they're find all so many- <laughs> basically the exact same thing. It is shocking. Like, to, on a, how on do they like, find so many ways to call the business a different name? Oh, I know. Like- How are like ABN lookup dealing with this? Yeah. Because there's fit stop, body fit- F45's different. F45's different. I'm pretty sure the new one, like, like, which is called F7 though. Like it's another F then a number. Fo- fit, like, is it, there's probably a fit body out there. There's probably a find fit. Find fit. There'd be body fit. There'd be fit fit. Is there body no. fit? Yeah. Oh, that's the one. We've said body fit. There's another one with, I'm not thinking of, but. I mean, there's total fusion is different. Ah, no, that's right. still an F. No, I, like, I like that. That's right. I think it's compulsory to have an F. turning to gyms, anytime fitness. Good life. Very similar. Yeah. Good, now, good life, bit different too. Anytime. Jets. Jets. <laughs> and then jets. <laughs> like, oh, well, so we've got body fit, fits not everybody. How about jets? Old guy oh, from oh, the yeah. back of the room being like, ah, jets? jets? Anyone got some time for jets still? Because when you've trained so much, you will be as fast as a jet. Oh, <laughs> that's, well, that's our promise really to a, you. That's not, not a promise we want to make. Fast oh, as a jet. Fast as a jet. Um, strong as a jet. But the thing, yeah, the thing I find so funny about them is like, because I get sponsored ads on Instagram for like new one opening here or there. Mm. Their attempts to distinguish themselves from yeah. what are all 
reasonably short classes based around interval training. It's just a, you, fascinating. Well, if you do a three weeks for twenty one dollars, you will you will do X amount of work for X minutes and then a rest yeah. and then some more work and then some sort of rest. Mm. Yes, it is different to jogging. I don't rest that much. I mean, I'm going to come down based on it, but based on all I've seen and and this might call ruffle some feathers. Mm. Is fit stop harder than f forty five? Uh, I don't know. It could be. I love. I wish I'll we got. A, this. I wish we got a chance to experiment. I'll like, say this. Go to one each, regardless of which is harder. I got pretty phenomenal results from F forty five. All right, here we go. And goes. my my. <laughs> oh. you know what my theory is, Flex. just based on your chat about if fit stops really hard. Mm. If that is true, and I believe you, I think it might be too hard because it's not seemingly not sustainable mm. to do five six times a week. They they recommend three. Yeah, see, I just don't. But I, I, I don't, don't know, know if that's I, enough. I, I guess I guess I can't get to five or six. I'll find it. Actually, you know what? I pro- probably could if I wasn't finishing work at seven pm. I wouldn't mind going. Probably could. Yeah, in Townsville, you probably can. Yeah, legit. I, um, and they are opening a fit stop in Townsville. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the staff are amazing at the fit stop West End. Very very kind, nice people. Um, I did say. The, the, it's a good point. I, I had a, maybe a bit of a tantrum, found one of the classes very hard. I'd been gone for about six months and I may or may not have said something along the lines of Georgia River, I'm going to sue Fitstop under the ACL, the Australian <laughs> Consumer Law, because I'm still fat and I've been coming here for six months. Why am I mm. still fat? Now, she made the great point of Fitstop probably can't offset at least a case of beer every yeah. weekend and lots of uh, HSPs. That's a good point. I, I think maybe there should good be point. that. But option, I think I want to. I want to hear from all of these chains their they position of can you offset an HSP on a Friday, Saturday, yeah. and maybe a few beers. I mean, with I lost. I lost about ten kilos in two or three months of F forty five, and like was still drinking, not heavily, but like you weren't drinking that much. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. To be honest, maybe, ma- maybe it's just harder for me to lose weight. I don't know. I just to be honest, Henry, I can't get rid of this fucking. Gut. I also, you know what, my true grand unifying theory: all of them are as exactly as hard as you want them to be. You can turn yeah. any exercise program into the hardest or easiest thing in the world. Yeah. Like if I said it's one minute of push-ups, you could make that the hardest minute in the world or the easiest minute ever. If it's if it's lift yeah, weights, no, just, you can lift 40 kilos like or 40 I feel like kilos. I'm fitter. Like I'm definitely fitter. And oh, well, Fitstop have done that, but I just, oh, that's good, mate. I'm just a little flubby. I'm just all flubby. Yeah, well, but that's diet. Yeah. yeah. To be honest, any exercise ever is good for you. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyway. <laughs> okay. I guess I've anyway. turned into Joe Rogan no, no. for about Joe, 10 yeah, minutes real, there. real. <laughs> I think Joe Rogan would have covered this in like episode one, just two blokes grappling <laughs> with the absolute basics of diet and exercise. I think um, I think a, a horse dewormer medication yeah, might I actually think, be the best way to lose weight. To be weight. honest, mate, I think um, what you should do is buy a really young calf, yeah. um, carry it up the mountain, and just every day as it grows, keep carrying it up the mountain. Because yeah, by the time it's a fully grown cow, mm. you'll be able to carry it up the mountain. While eating turmeric, obviously. While eating turmeric. Now, what I always found weird about that story, cows grow way quicker than your muscles that could carry a cow up a mountain grow. Yeah, like, just sure. factually. I, like, feel like you, I feel like your back's going to yeah. come out. That's like, like being like, okay, day one at the gym, lift five kilos, uh, then day two, 10, then day three, 15. It's like, well, yeah, mm. that's, you're not going <laughs> to really grow the ability to do that. Are you going to, like, do you eat the cow at the top? Is that the idea? Like, you get a steak? Probably, yeah, you get a steak. And I imagine that's and probably that's the reward. protein. That's yeah. a protein. And that's how you retrospectively develop the muscle to do it. Outstanding. Um, but um, yes, since well, we last spoke about West End, returning there. Oh, yeah. One of um, the great Woolworths. Not much to say, but just a great Woolworths This there. is part of, um, I know a lot of keep West End weird people would have hated it. Mm. 
the little West End gentrification of there's a fit stop now, there's a flash Woolworths now. Fully gentrified suburb. There, the gentrification is nigh on complete. The fact that it's been gentrified, I think, has made it a more welcoming suburb in some respects. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's like class-based dimensions that it shouldn't happen. You know, read some John O'Sree. Mm. Um, but just personally, yeah. What I always didn't like is that a lot of the Keep West End weird people were upper-class people who just liked that they could have this little cool enclave to themselves. It's sort of funny that now West End is like, righto, if all of you wanted the cool enclave to yourselves, have these fucked up massive blocks of units that are ugly. Yeah. If so many of you wanted to live in this cool little suburb, it's not cool. As a bloke who lives in Paddington, I love it. Yeah, it's performative. Yeah. It, it is performative. And yeah, it is. Where the one- it's sad to see the overdevelopment in, term of the, in terms of the units. I love yeah, the classic houses in West End. I wish that residentially it could stay the same. I don't, mind obviously because I go there that there are like some gyms and stuff and like mm. some really nice coffee places. I, I think they can coexist with your record shops and the bloody like yeah your your places down Boundary Road there, yeah, like absolutely. your strange bars and but like I, I think there is also, a place it, where it everyone shits, can teach me because like the big houses along the river have always been owned by like rich families. Mm. Like I think there's a little bit like yes West End truly for a long time home for like range of different people in Brisbane for a range of different backgrounds. And largely, yeah, like an indigenous if, population that's been pushed out by it this. it is solely... Like, like, there has always been a shit ton of money in West End. Yeah. And it's just a shame that it's big, ugly towers that are opening itself up to that. I'll say yeah. this, West End was never, ever designed to have as many people as there are now. Well, that's... Which that's, is the Monarchy Road problem. Massive problem, yeah, in terms of it's it's become overdeveloped to the point that there are now people there who want to be there. And yeah. it's... um. Yeah, not built for it. Anyway. Um, Speaking of John O'Shree. It is a good bully, though. Um, oh, yeah, I just wanted to mention, I know we spoke about John O'Shree last time at length. Um, just wanted to say that I owe him big time now because uh, in the- Oh, quite right. In the, in the demos, I had to put together some like practice interviews for um, the job at ABC. And uh, John O did, a, did an interview with me over the phone. Um, just Great guy. Only only for that. So what a, what a generous guy to give some of his time over this, like that. What a that. gentleman. Yeah. And we spoke about it was after the Olympics and Jono very famously uh, came out as the only councillor to vote against Brisbane having the yeah. Olympics. We won't get into that debate, but uh, very kind of him to give up a little bit of his time. So, and, I th- and I think we touched on this last time. He, yeah, he's obviously a bit of a firebrand and uh, a divisive character in Brisbane, but I don't think that's for lack of hard work and ticker. So good on you, Jono. Yeah, absolutely. He's got nothing but... Blood and guts and sweat yeah. and tears. Mate. Leaves it all on the field. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't die with the music in him. Uh, we briefly mentioned the West End markets. I've never been. Very claustrophobic. Oh. I found, I found, it's probably because I was hungover, but I found it, they're quite close together. Even more, even maybe even more so than um, the Milton. So I think Milton's uh, not bad. It's all right. It's spread out now. Milton's problem is that it's concrete underneath so that when it's hot yeah. it's really hot west end's in a park and it's nice That's and it's good. shady and it comes um, around and there's the river breeze so it is nice yeah hate it because it's a little bit cliche but uh jan powers farmers markets in um new farm yeah beautifully located yeah, big beautiful. wide streets but yeah never been to the west end markets uh i will at some point i'm sure but markets one of those things that are good they're you know, there's a market like in Bard and stuff as well. Yeah, there's, I feel like there's way more markets than we realize. Than you think? I'm yet to I'm yet to see the clearly number one market. Like they're all good, but Chandler Markets gets a bit of a like oh, really the authentic, proper farmers markets. Product, That's good produce place. Because there's yeah, I guess there's a big difference between is it. Basically, just like a whole bunch of food stalls oh, that's a, a fun brekkie on a, a Sunday. Get a cronut. 
Yeah, which like I like, particularly as like a young fucking mm. Gen Z consumer. But there's the Eat Street Markets and then there's, I think, like the Chandler farms, Markets. Yeah, and I think yeah. West End maybe falls a little bit in the middle. West End Markets as well has a big, great big field next to it, like a great big it's, park. So you can get your food and go sit somewhere. It's not like Milton yeah. where you're battling for a, like a crate. That's very true. Uh, West End Dance Studio, just big shout out to them when we were um, struggling to find space to rehearse the dances for Law Review. Mm. Um, we were able to book in there. Lovely spot. Uh, it's on Montague. I think it's on Montague Road, just like right near Ballistic Brewing and like uh, oh. Urban Climb. So you had a lovely view. It was Urban Climb. Second yes. floor had a lovely view out to the street and, you know, you could sort of wave to people as you were dancing. So I really enjoyed that. On Urban Climb as well. Yeah. I don't know if you've... um. um seems like such a vibe there. I'm not a climber, but you walk how past. Just, mate, they ro- seem like they're having the time Rock having life. a moment in Brisbane. Oh, 100%. And I don't say that just because of Nelson. No, but um, that is a big part of why I say it because I'm very I'm more exposed to the rock climbing community than I would have otherwise. Mangroves drummer Nelson has a bloody yeah. rock climbing wall in his backyard he built, which it's, is amazing. It's more impressive than some commercial rock climbing walls I've seen. If you want to, I don't know if I spoke about this on the last West End episode. I was a gecko. I think we've spoken about this before in that I was in what was like the children's Saturday morning club for rock climbing. Oh, we must have spoken. I think about I, did, I think it's I did, too big to not. Yeah, I must have mentioned that I was a gecko. I don't remember. And no. I uh, did that, and I did it with a friend from school. And he, I think like halfway through the session or something, went up to the counter with money that his parents had given him and said, oh, could I please just get a, I think he wanted a Gatorade. Yeah. And um, they were like, nah, wouldn't sell it to him. They said, have a water. There's too much sugar and Gatorade. Oh, that's ridiculous. And he was like, oh, I'll, I'll fuck off. I'll, he's like, I'll pay, money. I'll pay for it. I'd love to have it. They're like, nah, sorry, kid. You're a gecko. You know, this is a, <laughs> this is a health thing. I was like, oh my God. I don't think you told this story, but that's so funny. You got scripted to be a gecko. But urban, urban climb, like, we're, we're just not selling you it's that like being, drink. It's sorry, we don't sell sausages to nippers. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, so I don't know. Strict dietary regimen for, yeah, the, wow, uh, for, for the geckos. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what, rock climbers are all super fit. I'm looking up and seeing if it exists still. I just want to look it up. While we're doing that, to, um, morning after, mate. You got any thoughts on that? Um, yeah, big reveal. I don't actually think I've ever been. Oh, mate. I'm like just... famously one of the best brunches in Brisbane. It is. It is. I damn, don't. I don't know. It's one of those things that if I've been, it might have been a long time ago. Um, but they were a COVID hotspot, Henry. And they were a hotspot in whenever, you know. Obviously, whenever a hotspot comes up that is close to you, it's particularly worrying. But when it's a place like Morning After that you know is just so popular, I always lose it a bit. Like It's mm. like in January when Presence of Mind was one. And I was yeah, like, oh, right. fuck, this is close to home. Do you still like... I go to Morning After fairly regularly, one of my favourite breakfast spots. And even though I know that there was like months upon months ago that it was hey, mentioned as a COVID you are still a little bit like... Mm. Yeah. What if there should be some business compensation for that? Of like some acknowledgement that, you know, the government maybe just gives you a little help, whether it's just marketing mm. or something of like, make, you know, gives you a few extra hand sanitizers or something I, like I think that. A little, be- bit, a little bit of The no- best help yeah. they can give you is like in Sydney where every single business is a COVID hotspot, so it's yeah. hard to blame a single one. It's tough in Brisbane, which handles it well, mm. because in any given outbreak, there's always like five to ten businesses that cop it. Yeah. And then we all go into lockdown and everyone else gets to avoid it. And they're just no one, yeah, yeah, yeah. forever no one. Especially if you're a dessert bar. Simple like. or a Bunnings. I think Bunnings will be fine. Oh, Bunnings, they'll bounce back. They get away with it. They're they'll fine. Back. I mean, couch. I already thought was. I already thought dessert cocktail bars were weird. So probably more likely to go there now. Yeah, because yeah. you know, maybe what the government would say. Hey, mate, no such thing as bad press. Yeah, your name is getting bandied around. Like we're talking about you know the news. Say, oh, popular West End cafe morning after mm. contact tracing location. Oh. Maybe that's what they should have to do. There's just like legislation that says in the reporting it has they to be have like to say popular. It's like well, and, um, an exposure site is 
delicious, yeah. great eggs, beautiful <laughs> coffee, popular place, great for a date, guaranteed to get a little smooch if you go there. Yep. That place, morning after, is an exposure site yep. between these times. You have to give them a real nice wrap. 100%. Really, really razzle, dazzle it up before you uh, Really give them the big show. One of the hottest stuff you'll find <laughs> and just a banger place for a chocolate Sunday couch is a COVID experience. <laughs> and then they say that really quietly. Good right. way to do it. Um, final thing I'll say before yep. we go. Um, I'd agree, and I think this is almost a summation of the what we were talking about, mm. about like what people think they have to do in terms of uh, uh, how they act in West End. But I ran into um, a, a, a person, an old friend of mine, and she was- uh, A person, no, a person, an old friend. An old friend. And she was with a uh, her boyfriend, and I was with Georgia, ran into each other outside the uh, coffee shop. And uh, this person is, um, yeah, she wouldn't mind me saying, I'm sure, incredibly uh, like social justice centered. And, and that's yep. like a lot of her work and a lot of her passion is in social justice. And um, at times, as I'm sure many people find with social justice people, you maybe question the fact that you're a bit of a shit person for not doing so much charity work and, and activism. And that was definitely a little bit of um, the, the subtext of my relationship with this with, with this friend. Mm. So I um, ran into each other and had to also say at that time, she's like, oh, I'm working on this and doing a lot of stuff with climate change and, and that was like the majority of her work, which is obviously incredible and, and good on her for doing it. And then I had to respond with, yes, I'm working at a radio station. Oh, which one? Oh, you know, oh, um, 4BC. Oh, is that the conservative? That's the one with Alan Jones, isn't it? I was like, and then I kind of tried to do, get, get this defense going up. Oh, boy, Alan Jones doesn't work there anymore. And, you know, um, Channel 9 recently bought it. So they're trying to bring it away from being, like, quite right-wing. It's probably now, like, centre-right. And she kind of made a comment of, ah, oh, away from, like, alt-right to centre-right. What a you know, noble, noble cause. And I was like, oh, yeah, a bit embarrassing as I've just been told about how, you know, she's almost single-handedly saved the koala or something. And I'm mm. like, oh, yeah, well, that's what I'm doing with my life. What a guy. Cue at that exact moment. Guy comes over with the big issue uh, to sell the big issue. Now, I'll say say this. I love the big issue. Great magazine. Genuinely a great magazine. Earnestly good content. Usually I buy it because I like, you want to give back a little bit, but it is earnest. Not not to its detriment, it is the single greatest magazine to have in the bathroom. Yeah. It is the world's best four-minute read. I yeah. love the big Lots issue. Lots of little quick little articles. Yeah. yeah. So I said, oh, yeah, okay. Um, he comes over and says, oh, sorry, could you buy a big issue? And then- turns to all of us and we go, ah, sorry, um, I don't have cash. None of us have cash. And then he says to the, um, the the girl, he goes, oh, well, you know, bank transfer is fine. You know, you could do a bank transfer. To which her and her boyfriend said, we also don't have our phones. How very West End. Oh, no wallets on Leaving them. the house without wallet or no phone. No phones. I don't even know. I have shoes on. And then they go, yeah, oh, sorry, we don't have our phones or What were they wallets. going to do? There's, well, I guess they're just out for a walk. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Or steal. <laughs> they're off for a shoplift. Oh, they're out to steal. They're off for a shoplift. Like, yeah, we saved the koala, so we, could yeah. mug it. so we could mug it. We could mug the. We steal a caramello koala as a, <laughs> as a thank you. So then I was like, well, well, well. So I whipped out my phone and bought two copies and tipped. And Mister Chabot sent a big fat bank transfer to the big issue Fuck vendor. Yeah. Got a couple of big issues. One for me. One for Georgia. He walked off. Maybe the most smug I've been in a very yeah, long time, yeah, yeah. Joe Dwyer. Yeah, gee, the centre-right oh. station seems to pay pretty well and give yeah, directly so back can, to people down on their luck. So you can support the Green New Deal and fixing the ozone, but oh, phones do help in some way, don't homeless they? Guy, don't and homeless guy's going to probably it's like when, have um, a meal. It's like when we were at Brew and uh, the big issue seller came in, mm. came up to a table of six or seven. Hey, guys, I'm selling the big issue. You could do a bank transfer. And uh, I think he got 
I think he sold seven copies that day. I think he did. It's because the moment one person buys them. The, oh, no one wants to be... Because no one wants to be the table of seven people, all of whom refuse. Mm. No one wants to be the only one who doesn't get it. If he, if the big issue seller can wait 30 seconds while everyone awkwardly looks at each other and goes, uh, 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 you're going to sell seven copies. You're selling, you're selling some fucking copies. So, yeah. So, yeah, wow. So, West End. That is um, profoundly satisfying. Sometimes being, uh, being a West End resident who's, you know, two alternative to carry a phone or a wallet. You know, doesn't always pay off. Doesn't always pay off. And not for the homeless. But let's ask the big Q. Does West End fuck again? Now, I can't remember what we said last time. I can't imagine we said I can't imagine you said can't yes. imagine. With all the hatred I had, I can't imagine I said yes. I still don't know if my answer's yes. I still don't know either. I still don't think... I think it's got too much other shit on. <laughs> I don't know. It's got... It's not the priority of the night. No. Because I think it definitely the day, the day, it smokes a bit of ganja. And it's I not think. the priority of the day. No, yeah. It's the priority of the day. It's going for a lovely walk. You're having a great date there. Absolutely. Listening to some music, seeing oh, a band. 100%. But priority of the night. Yeah, smoking a bit of weed. Yeah, having a couple of drinks. Having some having a reasonably big meal of a cuisine that generally doesn't lend itself to fucking. I'm talking Greek or like I don't know if Chinese. Greek, I, I gotta agree. I don't know if Greek. I don't is, know if anyone's ever if had a after great agree. shop. And Hellenic are Greek. Yeah, they're like sexy settings a lot of the time. But, the, admit, but the food, oh, it'd be dense. Yeah, dense. Before, performing would be hard. It is a dense meal. A lot best, of pita bread. Best cuisine for fucking for fucking. What do you reckon? None of them are great. I'm talking like aphrodisiacs in terms of like no, no, I just mean like, general, like, like of the standard cuisines, like Japanese. Yeah, I agree. Like share share plates, share plates, or even like King Tea style share plates. Yeah, because I think it's I'll, definitely not Italian. I love Italian, but big plates, pasta, and pizza. But Italian is sexy. Like if you can, res- like like Bianca. Like if you can resist and admittedly, just like share a couple of pastas and have some. And admittedly, a lot of the nice Italian restaurants, they're not huge plates of pasta. Yeah. If you just get like a nice plate of pasta, not heaps, and a red wine, then sure. That's very sexy, actually. Yeah. French, I love, but too much butter and too rich to do anything else afterwards. But divine. Mm. Like a ragu. Sexy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, opposite end. Indian. Nah. Nah. Curries. <laughs> Curries in general. No. I don't know. Greek, no. A pad thai, probably not. Uh, probably not. Uh, Maybe a little bit. It's a little bit lighter than cashew, Indian. Cashew chicken. It's a little bit lighter than Indian. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, back to West End. <laughs> back to West End. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's got too much to do. It's got too much like, on. The boundary fucks. I don't no, know if archive I don't fucks. know. I think archive's more there for a bit of pool. I think West End is very, at times it's very friends- it's very like, friends. It's very friends. It's not very. Yeah, I don't think one it, night stand. I wouldn't go on a date. Fucking. I wouldn't go on a date in West End. No, I don't. Think. I'd much sooner. Maybe go I on would. A d- maybe if it was getting a drink. Oh, but I'm, maybe a second or a third date. I'd sooner go on a date in Paddington than West End, and I've done so. Yeah, I think I would too. With Sylvia, yeah. great place for a date. Yeah, yeah I, I, I probably would go on a date. There's just West oh, End is West a bit. End, West, West End is, West like end is a bit bars. overstimulated. Like it's a bit too much. Yeah, to do. Yeah, I think I'd. I think I'd sit out the date in West End and yeah, go just, go to Paddo or the city. I still or don't something. think West End fucks. I'd go new. Would you go New Farm or West End for a date? Oh, New Farm. Me too. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I think I agree. Right, absolutely. West End. Sorry to dip you again. <laughs> sorry, I still, sorry I st- to do you. While you've changed for all of what we love about you for now, all your improvements. I still don't think you fuck. I agree. Yeah, you heard it here first. There it is. <laughs> 
Rated and weep. Well, it's a city on a river and don't you ever forget it, kid. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you tuning for tuning in for our last in-person broadcast. I'll say for a little while. It's not unlikely. Yeah, I guess do it in person when you're back in town. Like, we'll see as well. We we'll see. But, but yeah, thank you for listening to West End again. Uh, let us know any suburb suggestions because as soon as Henry's in Townsville, he's going to forget all about what Brisbane suburbs are called. He's going to be telling us about Castle Hill and Heatley, mm. which are two Townsville suburbs. They are. Uh, Heatley being uh, a little dodgy. Oh, yeah. Worth knowing. Thank you. But yeah, let us know right in. And yeah, as ever, if you are Ed Cavalier or Andy Lee or Hamish Blake listening and you do want to be the other host, um, tough luck. Yeah, sorry no, about that. Not much we can give you, boys. And um, and folks, yeah, I, I think it's safe to say I love this podcast and the response it gets more than anything in the world. So I am relieved and, and overjoyed that it will be continuing so absolutely which is which is very exciting and um and thanks just to everyone who's reached out with any well wishes about uh the move to townsville very exciting to yeah kick off my on-air radio career and um yeah so that and i think in in no small part that is possible because of the uh experience we get doing this podcast support for, for all of you and all the support thank so, you to so the unpakistanis so as top always top shelf thanks guys and um chat to you from townsville very soon yeah wow